Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from Expert Potato 7447 and says, Am I the asshole for telling my roommate that I don't give a fuck about her boyfriend's allergies? I, 24 female, have been living with my roommate Layla, 25 female, for about 10 months. We have a two-year lease, so I really want to fix this so we're not miserable for the next year. And to start, I need to see if I'm in the wrong. Layla started dating Kyle about six months ago. Kyle has severe food allergies to shellfish, nuts, and soy, as well as a lot more mild and moderate allergies. I use nuts and soy a lot in my cooking and sometimes occasional shrimp. At first, Layla would tell me that Kyle was coming over and I would just adjust whatever I was planning on making if it was something that would be aerosolized, mostly nuts, and this was fine. He's never had any reactions at our apartment from my food. But it's slowly escalated and now they want me to not keep any ingredient in the apartment that could cause him anaphylaxis. Even if I'm not actively eating or cooking it while he's over. I've refused and they've both pushed back a lot on it. I snapped a little and told them I don't give a fuck about his allergies. I can accommodate him to an extent but I don't care if the contents of my cabinet make him uncomfortable. He doesn't need to be near my things at all. They're being very dramatic and insisting I'm going to kill him with my selfishness by having closed jars of nuts in the kitchen I pay to use. I'm not going to have my diet restricted by someone who doesn't even live here. Layla isn't speaking to me at all right now and I feel a little bad now because I do understand how serious allergies are but I also think they're overextending boundaries by telling me what I can or can't eat when he's not even here. Now, usually when we cover stories like this, it all comes down to if you've got like an allergy or something like that, it's your responsibility to manage it. And that's usually the gist of the comments on the stories that we get. But it's an absolute not the arsehole from me. I think you try to accommodate it to a reasonable amount. You know, when you know he's coming over, you don't cook the things, which you didn't have to do to begin with. But you did, which I think was kind of you to do. But I just couldn't imagine myself in that situation if I had an allergy going round to someone's house, they're paying the rent and asking them not to have certain ingredients that they enjoy cooking with in their own place. That's mad. I think it's time that Layla and Kyle find their own place if that's the case. But since Elva says not the arsehole and quotes, Layla would tell me that Kyle was coming over. Then goes on to say, well, easy solution, he shouldn't. Your environment is incompatible with his needs and quotes again someone who doesn't even live here then says beginning and end of this as far as i'm concerned boring ghoul says i have a feeling the boyfriend would be around a lot more often i.e move in unofficially if you were to remove your food items not the arsehole karma will get you says is he on the lease and paying rent no then not the arsehole you are you live there you have a right to live there with your food and belongings I think it's great you're trying your best to be considerate of his allergies in your cooking, but 
That should be the limit. Loki replies to that and says, even so, I have a roommate with a tree nut allergy. He's never once tried to police whether or not we have tree nuts in the house. We just do our best to clean services and dishes that have tree nut ingredients on them immediately after use. And he knows to ask about ingredients before eating anything cooked or baked for the house. Zoe says, I'm not the asshole. Kyle doesn't even live there. If he feels endangered by the ingredients you keep in your cupboard, then he shouldn't come over. You didn't sign a lease to live with Kyle. I think the fact that you were adjusting what you'd cook when you knew he was coming over shows your willingness to compromise. Layla and Kyle are clearly not interested in a compromise. They only want things their way. And one more comment from Sam Spade PI who says not the arsehole. Kyle's not on the lease and this wasn't part of the arrangement you made when you and Layla decided to live together. A reasonable ask would be to not eat or allow the allergens in the living room or Layla's bedroom so Kyle has a safe space when he comes over. I'm not saying that even if you refuse that you would be an asshole, but at least to ask is reasonable. To tell you what you can and cannot eat or even have in the house, whether or not he's there is overstepping. He doesn't live there and he's not on the lease. Surely Kyle lives somewhere. Why can't Layla and he hang out at his place instead of yours and avoid the danger entirely? And I did see a comment on that one saying, you know, he lives with his parents still at the moment. So... OP does update the post and says, I sat down with Layla a few days after my initial post and really talked with her about why I felt her and Kyle's request was unacceptable. I laid out my biggest concerns. I eat mostly plants, so nuts and soy are like 50% of my protein. So my grocery bill would increase because I'd have to make it up in animal products. Who's going to pay for that? I'm not vegetarian, but I don't really want to eat like that and I definitely don't want to pay for it. So would they make up for that increase? I honestly didn't trust them to stop there. I already did what I felt was a reasonable accommodation and it wasn't enough, so how long till they take coconut, eggs and tomatoes from me too? It was weird as fuck to ask me in the first place and I felt really disrespected because this is my home and I don't take second place to a guest. I can to her, personally of course, but that doesn't extend to the apartment. I said I would agree to continue not using his serious allergens when he was present or soon to be and that was the line. It didn't go over well at all and Layla told me I was overreacting and I could just do it and kept talking over me when I tried to say that I wouldn't. Eventually, she slipped up with the, well, what if he moved in? And I said, absolutely not and ended the conversation with her for the night. We argued in circles about it for nearly two weeks and once it was out, she didn't drop it. I realized it wasn't going to get better so I did what I didn't want to do and told her that I was going to the landlord about breaking my part of the lease and she freaked out. I don't know where Kyle's money goes but apparently he doesn't have any because she was yelling about not being able to afford it on her own and he couldn't help even if he moved in. I told her that this has gone way too far and I didn't think I could be happy living here with her anymore. If it were easier for her to leave instead that would be fine too. She was really upset and I said I wouldn't force her out or leave her suddenly on the lease alone but it was one or the other. Eventually she accepted it and decided she'd move back in with her dad. That was the end of April and she's fully moved out as of this week. My childhood best friend Ali has been flip-flopping on moving for forever now and me calling and saying I had a cheap open bedroom she came right away got her to finally pull the trigger on it. And it helped Layla out because she didn't have to pay to break the lease since I agreed to cover the full rent at my own risk. Ali has stuff to tie up in our home state still but she's already sent me half of July's rent. I just gotta squeeze for a little while but I'll make it. I'm super excited to see her and show her around. Plus, we've been cooking together since fourth grade, so that'll be a nice change, lol. And I can get a cat. 
It's been a bit of a rough couple of months, but I'm very happy with how things are looking right now. So I just wanted to share with you guys. So am I reading this right in that she wanted him to move in, not pay any rent and OP just be okay with that, with all the allergen stuff going on as well? Holy moly. I'm glad things are working out for OP in the end. But what do you guys make of this situation? Have you ever had a nightmare roommate situation before? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from Mary Mary 7890 and says, am I the asshole for stealing my sister's baby? And it does come with a very, very, very short update as well. My female 29 little sister, female 21, we call her Jane, has a 14 month baby girl. We call her Sarah, whom I have had custody of since late June of 2022. Jane was divorcing her husband, jobless and homeless. I offered to take temporary guardianship of Sarah so she would be safe and cared for while Jane got her life together. At first, she turned me down. However, after Sarah was dropped off to our mum's house in dirty clothes and an old diaper by a stranger, while she was supposed to be under the care of her father, Jane agreed to give her to me and my wife. And we made clear that it would be temporary and that Jane was to have full access and could get Sarah back whenever she felt ready. However, during the last six months, Jane has completely disappeared from Sarah's life. She doesn't ask about her. She doesn't make any effort to visit her. She doesn't ask us to bring her to visit. She's gotten a job and an unsafe place to stay, yet hasn't offered to take any financial responsibility, not even in the form of buying her gifts. She doesn't call to talk to her or see her. I spoke to Jane recently about all this, and her defense is that it's too emotionally hurtful to see Sarah because of how much it hurts and how much she misses her. Her other excuse is that she doesn't have a car or enough money to buy Ubers or diapers. I told her how absolutely ridiculous all that is. She didn't need a car or money to call or text. We've always made clear we'd be willing to bring Sarah to her and she spends a wasteful amount of money on food and vapes. Even after speaking to her about the things she should or could be doing, she still has made no changes. Because of this, my wife and I have decided to look into our legal options for adoption. Sarah has legally been abandoned and we only need to keep her a little longer before the courts would allow termination of Jane and her husband's rights. Husband is even more missing in action than Jane is. Jane is livid about this and is threatening all kinds of things, but has done nothing. Important information. After I offered originally and before we actually got physical custody of Sarah, my wife and I attempted IVF and failed. We hadn't told anyone about this, even family. However, I told Jane about this on day one, just so that there would be full honesty and so that none of this would seem sneaky if it were to come out later. Jane is bringing this up in a very hurtful way during all this, saying that I'm trying to steal her baby since we can't have one of our own. We have one adopted son already. This is very far from the truth. We are genuinely worried about the safety and well-being of Sarah if she were to go back to Jane and the fact that Jane has essentially ghosted her baby. We feel we have every right to pursue permanent guardianship and adoption. So, am I Yeah. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Assault. Edit 1. As several people have asked, why don't I take in my sister too? I don't have space or money for an adult. Sarah has a bed in our room and we spent around $700 a month on her. There is no way we could cover an adult too. And even if we could, she's not someone I could live with. She's a very unclean person, doesn't shower or wash her clothes and hangs out with junkies and other questionable people. She lost her last living situation because her roommate was arrested for possession of meth in the home. My wife and I have a seven-year-old son and now Sarah to protect. Edit two. In regards to the $700 a month, that is an average. She came to us with nothing. We had to buy clothes, bottles, formula, a bed, a car seat, a stroller, etc. Now that a lot of the big stuff is out of the way, it's not so bad, but babies and kids are expensive. She's growing fast. Her clothes are a constant, as well as diapers, wipes, and medical care. Additionally, I'm including all the legal fees we've paid. We count everything because we're keeping all receipts as part of the proof of Jane's abandonment of Sarah. My state calculates the financial side of abandonment as a certain percentage of total expenses. Edit 3. And this may come off as a little aggressive. I certainly don't mean it to be. At what point is reunification just a nice way to say, ripped away from my only family and home she's ever known? It's a sweet sentiment and all, but Jane is a stranger to Sarah and she is making no effort to change that. Years from now, when Jane finally gets it together, we're supposed to just give Sarah up? Even if we did a slow integration, how could that possibly be less traumatic than staying in a home with her family? If she was a little older and knew what was going on and could remember her mum despite no contact for six months, that would be one thing. But she's an infant that has bonded to us the way infants are supposed to bond with their family in order to have a secure attachments now and later in life. I truly, truly love my sister and really want her to straighten up and live a happy, healthy life. But the decisions she's made over the last six months are not ones that can be taken back. When Jane gets it together, I will be happy to let them have whatever relationship Sarah chooses to have with her, but it's not going to be a given that Jane will get her back. Final edit, as I have my answer. I do just want to make clear, as a lot of people seem to be focusing on the wrong thing here. The issue is not that Jane hasn't been able to get her life together in only six months. She's been through hell and back, and I'm very sympathetic to that. I understand that it takes time, sometimes even years to fix. The issue is that she's completely stepped out of Sarah's life. She's ghosted her. She's given up all responsibility and contact. She is a stranger to Sarah. Sarah doesn't even recognize Jane in any way. The issue I'm talking about with Jane and why I feel that we should pursue adoption is because of the utter abandonment Jane has shown over the last six months. And we are going to cover some comments on this one, but remember that they could be between some of the edits, so some of the information wasn't there when they originally posted. So... Curious says, not the arsehole. I'm an adopted kid. My mum was a drug addict and knew she wouldn't get her life together. Look, wait until she can legally sever ties and don't bring this pain up again. 
keep track of every time you reach out asking for assistance or offer to take the wee baby Sarah to her mother and she refuses or misses an appointment. NCA is 15 months to sever ties. Do not leave her unsupervised. Once you hit your state's threshold, lawyer up and make your case. If legally you already have temporary custody, a good portion of the battle is won. It's better to maintain the status quo and peacefully win the war than preempt an uphill battle in family court. Bide your time, make your case open and close, and then formally adopt your daughter. I wish you all the best. Jeepers Creepers says, not the arsehole, saying you stole Sarah is just Jane's way of abandoning her child while absolving herself of the guilt. I imagine the emotions there are pretty complicated. Stop worrying about Jane or looking bad and take comfort in the fact that you are doing what is best for Sarah. Anyone who believes Jane over you isn't worth having on your team anyway. Good luck. Hannah's Flora says, not the arsehole, you've given Jane every option imaginable to be present in Sarah's life and she's not pursued any one of them. In fact, she's made it clear to you that she doesn't want to see Sarah. I would ask Jane, what else are you supposed to do? She's apparently fine with you keeping Sarah as long as you can reassure herself that she can get Sarah back any old time she wants, if that day ever comes. But that's not how any of this works. Even now, when faced with the imminent termination of her parental rights, she's full of nothing but words and no action. If I was in Jane's shoes and really wanted my child, I'd be busting my ass to prove it to you, to the court, to anyone who would listen to me. Keep moving forward with whatever you need to to ensure Sarah's safety in a loving and stable home. Nothing is being stolen here except Jane's delusions that she can abandon her baby and also keep being a mother to said baby. OP responds to that and says everything about this is accurate. I've gone so far above and beyond to hold her hand and help her that it's even causing problems in my own relationship. But at the end of the day, there's nothing but excuses. I told Jane, do you expect her to keep a go bag in her closet for the rest of her life? For the day you finally decide to get it together and do what needs to be done. But no matter how many different ways I say it to her, she just doesn't get it. And that original post was around six months ago and today's very small update, like I said, says my sister and her husband signed the adoption paperwork without any fuss sarah will officially be our daughter on june 28th someone asked opie about what happened did the sister have a change of heart and opie said honestly i have no idea we met with a lawyer and we're ready for anything but when we opened up the conversation with them they immediately agreed my wife and i were extremely shocked but grateful the minute they left we both burst into tears we were so ready for it to go bad I was scouting around for any information on the sister and how she's sort of getting on with her life as well and Opie said some good news some bad. Since they signed the paperwork three months ago neither of them had visited or checked up on her. However my sister is attempting to divorce her husband which is a step in the right direction. She was also offered a job by my other sister in another state and plans to take her up on it. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's have one more story. And our last story is from Celis, who says, Am I the asshole for refusing to go to my little sister's high school graduation? I, 24 female, am the oldest of three sisters. 23 female and 17 female. My middle sister has extreme disabilities that required pretty much all of my parents' attention as a kid. Time, money, and extra resources were all given to my middle sister so that she could have doctors, tutors, a special school, etc. From the age of five, I was pretty much left to raise myself, and when my younger sister was born, I pretty much raised her too. I struggled a lot in high school, 
Also, I have a mild version of my sister's disability, but it was ignored since hers was much more severe. My parents did not help me at all. They ignored my concerns about my grades, rejected my request for a tutor, and did not seem to care at all that I was pretty much failing. I did not even have time to study on my own, as, as much of my life at home revolved around taking care of my sisters. I managed to graduate and immediately took a retail job that I am still at today. My younger sister graduates this weekend and my parents asked me to attend. The thought literally makes me want to throw up. By the time my younger sister hit high school, my middle sister no longer lived at home and she was on state benefits. That meant my parents suddenly had all the time and money in the world, which they used to get my younger sister in an amazing private school. They gave her tons of support and she's graduating with honors and has an offer to attend an Ivy League college. It may be childish, but I do feel like it is not fair at all. I don't hold a grudge against my sister, and I have sent her a graduation card. But the thought of sitting through a whole ceremony and hearing my parents talk about all of her accomplishments is too much. They're extremely upset about the fact that I said I won't go. I haven't talked to my sister yet, but I assume she will be upset as well. Am I the arsehole? Edit. I've seen a lot of comments saying that choosing to not attend the graduation is some sort of revenge plot against my parents. That is not it at all. I'm trying to protect my own feelings, as well as not ruin my sister's celebration by being negative or jealous. I'm not good at hiding my feelings and I'm afraid she'd be able to tell. I could care less what my parents say or think. Also, my sister and I are not very close anymore. I moved out after I turned 18 and our contact has been limited. I truly don't know how she would feel about me missing the ceremony. Regardless, I will take your suggestions about taking her out for dinner separately from my parents so we can talk. Genshin Noob says not the arsehole. No one seems to be taken into account that you were the scapegoat of your family. It looks like your parents can only parent one child at a time. There's no real reason to put yourself through this. Keep living your life in peace, OP. Ron says not the arsehole. Sorry you went through this. Your parents sound awful. I would not blame you at all for not going. I think there are a lot more important ways to show someone you care about them than showing up for one day. And if she's going to college, high school graduation won't be that important to her. I can't remember who came to mind. You could go separately and not sit with your parents and leave after you hug your sister and give her flowers. You could ask to take her out for lunch another day to celebrate. Have a talk with her about this. It sounds like you helped raise her to be the person she is and get her to this point. You should be proud of yourself and everything you've accomplished. And if not, sitting next to people who abused you, listening to really triggering conversation is something that will protect you and your mental health. You should skip it. Also, I don't know where you live, but I know Canada. Once you're a mature student, if you apply for school, your high school grades don't matter. Hopefully, maybe that's a thing there. Just because you didn't go right after high school. It doesn't mean that there's no chance for you to do post-secondary education ever. And a lot of the comments followed down that path. Pretty much protect your own mental health, but maybe talk to your sister at the same time because you don't want to damage that relationship. And hopefully she would understand where you're coming from, taking her out for a, a different meal separately. Let me know your thoughts, what you would do in this situation down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved. It's absolutely incredible. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.